Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the Mint Door podcast. I'm Dr. Laura Schwint. And I'm Dr. Karen Tyndall. And we are super excited to have Deneen Dismore from Dismore Consulting on with us today. Welcome and thank you so much for being here, Deneen. Thank you for having me. I was looking forward to this. I'm excited to be here. No. Yay. We're super excited uh, to have you in our, I don't want to call it a hot seat because hot seats sound like they're going to be stressful, but it's a kind of the, the fun seat to be in. And we're going to... The mint seat. Yeah, maybe it could be a mint green one. And we are going to start off today as we start off all our podcasts with our rapid fire questions for you. It's like a this and that game. Um, And you just give us the first answer that comes to your mind um, in these two choices for each question. So do you hair dry or air dry your hair? I am a wobbly woman. (laughs) I hair dry. (laughs) Awesome. How about heels or tennies? I say sneakers. I'm from New York. So I'll go with that. Excellent. (laughs) Is it yoga pants or jeans? Yoga pants all day long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Mm -hmm. Mountains or ocean? I'm a Long Island girl, so I'm going to say the ocean get me to the beach mm-hmm. breakfast or no breakfast depends on what my child allows for <laughs> <laughs> coffee for breakfast nice. would you like to go to a weightlifting class or a spin class spin class i have a membership yay, yay. cool <laughs> uh eat in or eat out Mm, I'd say eat out, although I rarely do. This one is relating to one of your passions. Is it Ron Weasley or Hermione Granger? Oh, my goodness. How could you? (laughs) Ah, Hermione, I love her spirit. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So movies or Netflix? Movies. A book or a Kindle? Audible. (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) cat or dog dog would you order a burger or a salad both with a side of fries (laughs) (laughs) i like that answer that's good (laughs) all right and then saturday or sunday saturday Mm -hmm. nice my spin class day oh fun (laughs) (laughs) that's a good day then so you actually go to a a live spin class I do I was trying to get into the whole at-home fitness thing for spin Mm -hmm. and I just couldn't I was like you know let me just go to a class see if I can really commit because by the time you invest like a thousand or so dollars in a bike you better be committed but the live in-person community is something that I really appreciate so yeah I go to cycle bar on the weekends Very nice. Well, yeah. and that's your time too, then. It's away from home. It's yes. Yes. That's Very. right. <laughs> Very nice. Well, thank you for answering those rapid fire questions. Um, now we're warmed up and let's learn a little bit about you and your philosophy. So I know that you have an extreme expertise in new patient acquisition and 
that it goes beyond pretty logos, fancy waiting rooms, everybody wearing the same color scrubs and occasional promotions. So can you explain what your philosophy is and how you help offices attract and retain new patients? So my philosophy is really rooted in marketing strategy by way of telling the story of the practice. So I really believe that people connect with other people. You can be the best clinician on the planet. You can have the best systems. But if the patient's not bonding with you, if your staff's not bonding with you, you really don't have a good system and a good way to extend that longevity that you have of being an industry leader, of being a healthy practice, so on and so forth. And so what I do is I come in with my business background um, and I offer them suggestions for a practice to help them attract their target audience. And I do it by way of extracting data. I never like to guess one of the biggest misconceptions for the creative industry or the creative side of business is that we go with our feelings and we go with our gut instincts. And sometimes we do, but I find that there's a lot of gems that are in the data And it's my job to extract those gems and figure out how to properly allocate resources, whether it's human capital, money, um, so that we can really create a good system and then move forward and make those two millimeter differences Mm -hmm. to make a lasting impact that's sustainable for the practice. Mm -hmm. I love that. So it's very um, practice specific, probably. I mean, there's definitely some overarching themes. Um, there's some things that translate from one practice to another, but since not every practice is going for the same type of client, or maybe they are not, they don't have the same specialty, it is pretty custom to the practice. And that's one of my favorite parts, getting to bond and really getting to know uh, my clients and their team and making magic that comes from that. Yeah. So you talk about the magic. And I think the bit that intrigues me there is it's not just going with gut instinct, there's no. data and facts and everything that hides there. How do you discover that magic that sits in that data? And why is that so important? Well, there's two things. There's all there's magic in the data because there's a lot of things that are just completely just unseen. They go unseen. So for instance, a lot of the times they say, I, I want more new patients, but they don't realize that a bulk of their patients are coming from this specific person, this specific practice. Maybe their following comes from Facebook. So really just extracting that and uncovering not only who they are as a practice, what they're going for, but who they want to be, which comes from conversations that I have with team members from the practice owner all the way to a clinical support member or an administrative team member. Um, You'd be surprised at how many different viewpoints, how many different values that there are that form one cohesive idea, but it's the angle, it's the viewpoint that I really Mm -hmm. like to exploit and then share it from multiple points of view to connect with their future patients. Mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting how you um, bring the data of where their patients are coming from. And then that allows you to focus on, well, wow, this is a strong area for you. Let's focus on that or, you know, and, and then bring in those ideal clients. And, you know, and I think too, how often do you go into a practice and, and they haven't even really thought about who their ideal client is? Well, define go in because these days the world is pretty virtual. So um, (laughs) when it comes to, you know, getting acquainted with a practice, I find that a lot of them don't really have a defined niche. 
you know, if I'm a general dentist and I'm looking to grow, what does that mean? Are you speaking to millennials? Are you speaking to an older population? Are you looking to go into the aesthetics, the cosmetic side of dentistry? Are you really rooted in preventive care and using that oral systemic approach in order to make a lasting impact on your community? So being able to have those conversations of not only what what's the vision, right? But mm-hmm. who are you actively serving? Where are they coming from? And who are you attracting just by doing some of the things that you're already doing? And how can we take advantage of that? Mm. It's so intentional. Mm-hmm. Not just yes. who, <laughs> who, the, who, the, who the patients happen to be. You can see what you've got, but you can be, it sounds like you can be very intentional about who those new patients will be as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I recommend that if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. I preach that a lot. And a lot of the times, you know, we want to, you know, we're lifelong learners. We want to help everyone. But the truth is, if you help people that you are not only qualified to help, but passionate about helping, that's where the growth comes in. Not only from a financial standpoint, but growth internally. Um, The more that, the more investments that your staff and your team makes into not only refining their craft, but connecting with the audience that you're really passionate about serving. I mean, it leads to some pretty exponential results as long as we stay the course mm-hmm. with my help. Yeah. You know, when, when I listen to you describe this, it makes me think that it's almost like personal development for the professional team. Mm-hmm. And I know that you have a passion for personal development. Um, I do. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background in personal development and maybe some suggestions for um, those people in our community that have been on that like academic road for so long that they've maybe not been doing personal development and they're interested in getting started. Yeah, well, that's honestly my exact story. I started off my career in hair, but (laughs) which is interesting because a lot of people are like, how in the world did you go from hair to dentistry? It was the analytics. I felt like it was fun being in the hair industry, the beauty industry. But as far as like taking a deep dive into the data and connecting with people on an academic level, I wasn't able to easily do that um, in that setting. So I ended up falling into dentistry, which is the best thing that ever happened to me. But I found that pretty early on in my career, I was overwhelmed. I was burnt out. And one of the first things that was a sign that I needed to take a break and to really work on myself is when my hair started falling out. A lot of people don't realize that the way that I wear my hair, like, yes, I'm from the hair industry, but I have a condition that's called alopecia. And when I get overwhelmingly stressed, my hair will fall out in clumps. I had a hole the size of a silver dollar in the back of my head from running on adrenaline and really pushing and and really wanting the best for myself, but that wasn't sustainable, right? So I was burnt out. I'm overwhelmed. I'm answering emails on vacation. There was no boundaries and no balance. Mm -hmm. And granted, I needed to do some maturing and growing. (laughs) So I went on this journey and I've done so many things to make sure that I stayed rooted in not only who I am, but was able to flourish in a way that was healthy um, and progressive. So I've gone to Unleash the Power Within. It's a Tony Robbins event where I, you walk on fire and you really work on yourself. I've done that twice. I have t- consulted with an astrologer, a personal development coach. I have had a results performance coach. I think that's what the Tony Robbins team um, 
calls them. I have done many forms of therapy. I've consulted a shaman, shaman, shaman. Um, and I've read so many different books. I've seen Michelle Obama speak. Anything that I can do to get my hands on not only who I am, but what's important to me, but how can I make a massive impact in my life? Because when I win, my world wins, my community wins. It's something that I you know, I'm very passionate about and it ultimately translates into the way that I conduct myself in a business setting. So when I have my consulting things going on, I'm just like, you know, everything from how you show up to the meeting, are you listening actively? Notice your physiology when we come and work together um, all the way down to, well, what are you reading? And can I send you a book or an audible suggestion that can help you mm-hmm. as you navigate through all these changes that can be uncomfortable as I help you grow your practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all about that. Wow. I think that that is really special because um, that is something that, uh, in my experience with consultants, that they sometimes miss that piece of that self development of the team leaders. Um, and you probably can see if there's some signs of burnout or some signs of overworking or some signs of chronic stress. And you probably can tune into that pretty well, having gone through that and then gone through the self-development journey. Absolutely. I think it serves me that I worked in an actual dental practice and that I have that experience in New York of all places, one of the most saturated and competitive markets. It was one of the best boot camps of my life. (laughs) And, um, and I love it. It's helped to mold me and how I conduct myself, um, personally and professionally. So yeah, I, I just, I've had a story and I've had a journey and anything that I can do to get paid to be myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so much value in, in that story and that journey. So it's, it's 100% worth sharing. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, fantastic. So we have some questions that are mid-door questions. Um, these are lighthearted, a little bit of fun, and just, just a more of an insight into you as a person. So when we created the mid-door, we had to really carefully think about what color we wanted the door to be. That if you had to pick a color to paint your door, what would it be? I mean, take a wild guess. I don't even know if it qualifies as a color. Anything that is gold blinged out, that's my door. <laughs> give me my gold accents. Give me my diamonds. It's my birthstone. I'm an April baby. I am all about the attraction. And I find that, yeah, my personal style and my door would be a reflective of that. <laughs> that's awesome. I want to come to your house. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You can see the metallics in my house. (laughs) Oh, that is so fun. Oh, so question number two for the mint door is looking back, what is one thing that happened in your life that you totally didn't expect? And how did it change you? Moving from Long Island after a failed relationship, after the burnout of a career. Oh my gosh, there were so many. It's what I call the divine slam. The divine slam happened to me where any door that did not serve me was closed for me on my behalf. So I decided, hmm, if I'm not going to live in New York and thrive in New York, where do I want to go? And I picked myself up 
and moved all the way to Portland, Oregon by myself. I do not have family there. I have a couple of friends um, that I made in my health and wellness journey at the time um, that were also very much into the personal development. But here I was, this woman of color with blue hair, barely lippy, on the other side of the country by myself in the land of everyone. Because, you know, Portland's got this culture that's unlike anybody else. So, you know, you could have a financial advisor, a person that grows cannabis next to a hippie, and it's all good, right? And here I am fitting into that somehow. I did not expect to be there. And it really helped. It was very instrumental in me figuring out, now what, right? Now what do I want to do now that I'm burned out and I know that that's not good? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. how do, and how do I not end up there again? And what am I going to do as far as me and my personal life? creating a family, but also me and my personal endeavors. Am I going to work in-house? Am I going to be an entrepreneur? And I figured it out over there. Oh, that is a phenomenal story. And I would just like to congratulate you on how brave that was to move Mm -hmm. across the country and just figure that out. So um, high five. Yeah, you can be really brave when you don't know what's coming. (laughs) 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 I packed up my little car and I went right over and, you know, a lot of life lessons that happened. And thank you for your compliment. But yeah, um, I can't take credit for being all that brave. Um, On my Gallup Strength Finders, my number one quality is activator. My number two quality is futuristic. So, and then followed Mm -hmm. by achiever competition and many other things. So, I decided very quickly what I was going to do. I saw my vision for myself and then I took action and there it was. I think when you talk and we see that smile on your face, there's just so much joy about you. And I think in today's world, so many high achievers are so focused on achieving, achieving, achieving that they lose sight of that joy that's in their life. And it's something that you certainly, when you talk to us, we can feel it. Like in, if you're watching this on a video, you can see it on the screen. Like you're full of that joy. We're curious though, what is one childhood memory of yours or earlier in your life that brings you joy if you have to think back to a place of when it was just simple and easy and what would that be? A childhood memory that brings me joy. You guys got to understand, I was a nerd. Like I'm talking, I was a mathlete. I got in trouble for reading books with a flashlight under, you know, when I'm supposed to be sleeping, future problem solvers. I was like that person. (laughs) So (laughs) childhood memory. Um, You know, one of my most simple memories was my father. We had this big red wagon. And that man would just pull me and my two sisters up and down the street. And, you know, the stay-at-home house, you know, wives would be like, oh, look at him. And we were like, we don't care, we're having a class. But it's Mm -hmm. the simplicity of just being fully present that I think gets lost in adulthood um, Mm -hmm. that really resonates with me. I am constantly reminding myself, stay present. As I mentioned, I have a futuristic as part of my DNA, um, according to that assessment anyway. So, you know looking forward is my superpower, but being practicing the presence, that's my strength. And, and that's, that's my, that's my thing that I, that I say that I remind myself to do pretty often. So that's my answer. 
That's a beautiful answer. I absolutely love it. I can just picture the three of you in that big red wagon and the joy mm-hmm. of that. It's so simple. And and I love that you bring that up because um, that's why we love that question is so often the answer is very simple. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when we're looking to search for joy in our lives now, just simple things can really, really make a difference. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So if a, if an office or a team is interested in working for you, I know you have a couple of resources, um, some exercises, get new patients now and keep them and um, it, the waiting room exercise. Can you tell us a little bit about that and then maybe how people can find you if they want to get connected with you? Sure. So get new patients now and keep them. A lot of practices, they want to grow. And I'm all about my instant gratification. <laughs> so <laughs> if there's anything that I can do and arm a practice with, it's exercises on what they can do to grow immediately. Um, I have some exercises that I share. Um, one of them being the waiting room exercise. So the waiting room exercise, I actually touched on this on my social media. A lot of practice owners They are solid clinicians, right? They know how to be a good dentist, but they're really entrepreneurs and small business owners. And so reconnecting them to that version of themselves is something that I'm pretty passionate about. So the waiting room exercise literally forces them to think like an enterprising individual. When was the last time a dentist sat in their waiting room? When when was the last time that they did that? And if they did sit in that, what would they notice? And so the waiting room exercise gets them to really just sit down and literally make note of everything. How do the chairs feel? What does the office smell like? What um, can I hear conversations and what conversations am I hearing? Am I creating an OSHA complaint, HIPAA complaint atmosphere based on the logistics of my waiting room? Um, What are some of the things that would bring somebody who's anxious about being there some comfort? What am I doing to essentially establish and maintain those relationships from anything? Like, what am I doing to to market to them, to let them know about some opportunities that they can take advantage of? What am I getting them to buy into? How do I present myself as a brand? And does it demonstrate what my values are? Do we come across as a passion um, and purpose-driven group in a professional setting? And can I establish trust in that way? In what ways can I do that? The waiting room exercise really walks them through all those steps that I think are really easy to forget, but important Mm -hmm. because if you're not, you know, if you're not connecting with the people that you wish to serve from the very beginning, what are you doing? You're telling them to leave. And I want to help you to get new patients now and then keep them. And the waiting room exercises are really fun and easy way that you can just do once a quarter, either by yourself or with your team to make those simple improvements to Mm -hmm. make that make a difference. That's a really phenomenal exercise. And thank you for sharing that with us. Gosh, you are a wealth of knowledge, joy, expertise. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine that anybody that works with you is going to be extremely happy they did. So how can they find you? how, How can we locate you? So I have a unique name. Thank goodness. Um, my website is denindismore.com. Mm-hmm. Consulting at denindismore.com is it's like a 
easy way to just get in contact with me. Like, hi, Denise, you know, I heard about your waiting room exercise, or I would love to work with you. Contact me through email, find me on any social media platform. LinkedIn, just type in my name, Deneen Dismore. Um, Google Deneen Dismore. I'm the only one on the in the planet. <laughs> so, so they can get in contact with me there. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. Very easy to find. Fantastic. Well, we will make sure that we have all of your links in our show notes so that if anybody is listening um, or watching this on YouTube, you can check out those links and uh, please take advantage of all of the beauty and expertise that Deneen can share with your office so that you can journey on a self-improvement path with your office. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. We look forward to working with you more in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was, this was fun. Awesome. Always a pleasure to to see your smiley face. Yes. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks for being here and we'll see you next time on the Mint Door podcast.